everybody, and welcome back to Trophy Talk. This is episode 21 of the bi-weekly trophy hunting podcast here on SoundCloud.com and also on Apple Podcasts. I'm one of your hosts, Colin Kohlhoven, joined as always by Eli Downing and Daryl Fuimano. How are you guys doing this morning? Excellent. Ooh, excellent. Excited to be here. Well, we are excited to have you, you know? We're all excited. It's a beautiful morning. It's cold. It's crisp. Steamy 39 degrees out right now, I think. So it's a great time to be alive, you know? Amen, brother. <laughs> you guys getting in the holiday spirit here as we record this? We're in uh, early December, so, you know, things are coming together. Not quite for me. No? I like all this, like, after Thanksgiving, trees got to go up. I'm mm. more of a, you know, wait until it gets a little closer. I would agree with that. What about you, Daryl? When do you guys put the tree up traditionally? We'll put it up at the early part of the month, but since we're going to be moving pretty soon, we have not bought a tree yet. So one less thing to worry about when we move. So when we do move, mm-hmm. we'll get the tree then. That's a good call. Yeah. Steph and I are going yeah. to get the tree right after we record this, actually. But I'm in alignment with you, Eli, where it's like, I don't know about the Thanksgiving weekend. Everything's got to go up because then you just take... You know, you're cooking and stuff already for Thanksgiving. I know Thanksgiving this year was a lot different for most folks with COVID and everything, but you're taking what is already kind of a stressful time. You're around family a lot. And then you're like, cool, now you got to decorate your house like that same weekend. So you don't even get to enjoy what is for most people a long weekend, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good time to get on your roof and staple some lights to the ceiling, huh? Oh, God. Yeah, I'm not. We don't even put up outside (laughs) lights here at my current place we just do sort of interior decorations um but yeah i am excited to get the tree though i like the smell of it more than anything just kind of nice to have it's like refreshing almost when you like wake up or come home from work and you smell it and you're like oh yeah oh yeah for sure oh yeah brings me back to when i worked at a christmas tree farm oh that's right i keep forgetting that Mm -hmm. you've done that so this you like have ptsd from this time of year yeah no I, i loved it i love that job oh nice I was pretty young and like carrying big trees. I thought I was like the Hulk, basically. And like you, could, you, we would like all fight over tips, trying to get like the biggest trees. Mm. And I was like little, so I ended up getting big tips. So it was uh, it's quite enjoyable. And there's a couple of my friends ended up getting getting jobs there too. So it was it was good times. That is cool. That job. You're like trying to like be the one to help the family that has the cute daughter or something, you know? You're like no, yeah, no, no, I'm gonna do exactly. it. <laughs> I got this one. Yep. Um, speaking of moving though, Daryl, you talked a little bit before we started recording, but you're pretty close to that now, right? You're coming up on the precipice here. Yeah, we're getting pretty close. My wife and I did a walkthrough of the house yesterday for a couple hours and it's, it's looking really good. We're very excited. Um, it's cool to see the house from what it looked like three, four months ago to now. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's very, um, exciting to see the home building process yeah i can imagine uh, yeah so you're looking at next week you said is that correct yeah we'll be moving in next week we're we're gonna do like a final walkthrough they're gonna do like the final touch-ups because yesterday we walked through the house and the purpose of that was just to kind of see if everything was how we want it to be so uh, making sure that doors open, windows open, all the appliances were working. 
uh, any dings or nicks, we've pointed it out. And uh, for next Thursday, hopefully by then, they'll have like touched up everything so the house is looking pristine. Mm -hmm. And we'll move in next Friday, but we'll move out of where we're currently staying by the following week just to kind of give us like a buffer to move in smoothly and like clean up the apartment before we hand it over back to the apartment managers that is very exciting yeah i'm I'm pretty jealous you know steph and i are looking at moving as well in the coming months but we're not going to be owning um the property or anything so that's the that's a longer term goal but yeah it's got to be exciting to just be like this is ours now we can do what we want with it and make it our own and um yeah so really really stoked for you guys that's awesome yeah that's sweet thank you congratulations sir so a couple things that we wanted to touch on here at the top of the show before we get into the nitty-gritty um so some housekeeping first of all with the holiday season being upon us we do have some new holiday merch that has come out it is available on NAR Shredder 13's uh, stream. So twitch.tv slash NAR Shredder 13. Shredder is with one D and NAR yeah. is G-N-A-R. As most of you guys listening probably know this at this point, but go over there and check it out. We uh, really like the sort of design for it. And uh, you, yeah, go ahead. If you want to go to the store right right off the bat without going to my stream yep. on Twitch, it is HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash. Mm-hmm. merch.streamelements.com forward slash narshredder13 boom there you go and just and like that like a, at the top there's a check out my limited time seasonal bundle and you can check it out <laughs> yes and it is a limited time seasonal bundle so if you want some trophy talk merch um that is holiday themed and maybe you, ha- you don't have any merch yet you know go over and check that out uh, additionally, you know, we've been talking for a few episodes now and a couple months about some changes that are coming to uh, our platform and some things that we're, we're going to be doing in 2021. So just as a little update on that, we're still not going to spill the beans uh, t- too hard here, but there are going to be some changes to the Discord that are coming, some things people have been asking for and things we've been talking about. And then there's going to be changes to the merch store that are also going to be coming in January of 2021, as well as some new ways to get engaged with us. So all we're going to say on that right now, um, as we get closer to January, some more info will come out. We're still in early December uh, right now. We don't want to count our chickens before, or count our eggs before they hatch, or count your chickens before they hatch. Which one is it? They both kind of make sense, right? Right. Because what if an egg doesn't hatch? Correct. Well, let's just say... Pour ketchup on it. (laughs) Oh! 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 (laughs) Yeah, well, we're not going to count our chicken ketchup eggs before they hatch, okay? Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, Eli, you had a follow-up question related to last week's very contentious discussion on ketchup and eggs. Well, yeah, we were just talking about in the Discord, like, food food people don't like. And, uh, well, Daryl didn't get to really chime in on his uh, eggs and ketchup. Right. So I wanted to ask Daryl how he felt. About putting eggs ketchup, ketchup on eggs. Yeah, do you put ketchup <laughs> on your egg? Not now, but I did huh. back in the days. Okay. Huh. I was a big ketchup guy, just splooshing ketchup all over my <laughs> eggs. That's, that's how I prepped them. Oh, God. Okay. 
and Kokum just yeah. squirted ketchup all over. Yeah, crack an egg into a bowl, <laughs> whisk it up, add ketchup. Proceed to drink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Interesting. What made you change your ways? Um, I probably just didn't enjoy the taste anymore. Mm-hmm. I, um, because I I used to put it on the side, but eventually I just started putting it on the eggs. But mm-hmm. then over time, I just didn't really enjoy it as much anymore. So I switched over to like hot sauce. Oh, yeah, I that's put like the way Tabasco and Valentina on it. Yep, and uh, basically any kind of hot sauce on my eggs, and that's how I enjoy them now. But I was a big ketchup guy back in the day. Just put that cold sauce all over it and just <laughs> chow down. <laughs> That's my interesting. My son's obsessed with ketchup right now. Yep. It's like his favorite condiment. That and he eats veggies with ranch. Yep. Or ranch mostly with veggies. <laughs> Dude, ranch is oh, it's so good. I mean, it's such an American condiment as well. Like, I remember living in uh, London for that semester, like, the parents of the kids in that program would send us care packages and the like most requested thing that most people would get sent was ranch dressing like hidden valley ranch dressing or like cheez-its and goldfish because they don't have easy access to those things in grocery stores in the uk at least in london and so i'm assuming it's for the rest of the uk as well like you'd go to get ranch and you couldn't get like a a normal sized like bottle of it or whatever and it would be under the salad dressing section right in the store and it would be like a really small like little jar and it wasn't the same as like what you think of when you think of ranch it was basically just like a white creamy salad dressing <laughs> and it's like huh. what the fuck is this so yeah um i really like ranch but it's also like i've slowly stopped using it on like we talked about using it on pizza right and i use it for the pizza crust but there was a time when it was like every bite of my pizza I would dip in ranch for like a solid year or two there. So Yikes. I know. Mm. So you take that something that's really up. unhealthy and you make it more unhealthy. <laughs> <laughs> the classic. It's the American way. It's the classic move, right? Speaking on food too, we gotta discuss this chicken on the bone situation we got with Daryl here. Chicken on the bone situation. That was his that was his pick for a food we just can't stand. Wait, what? So, like, you book. get, like, a drumstick or whatever, right? Is that what they're called? And you just, like, bite off of it? And you're like, mm-hmm. isn't there the bone in that? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> that's not good? I thought that's what you carnivores like. <laughs> not for this one. Okay. Okay. So, carnivore, uh, not carnivore. <laughs> drumstick. <laughs> just eating uh, carnivores? <laughs> <laughs> That's another word, friend. That's cannibals, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Those I I I can't eat. It's like I always gotta eat like the breast, like cut a piece no, off you, the brother. Bone. Clean <laughs> the clean the meat off the bone for me. I'll eat that, but just to eat it with the bone still intact, hmm. I can't do it. Cause once I take the bite and I start to look at my food, yeah, then I'm just like, oh yeah, I can't I can't do it. Mm. So the chicken's not the problem on the bone. You could just eat it. But you can't eat it off the bone? I can't eat it off the bone. Like, I can eat a steak that's on the bone. Hmm. That's fine. Uh-huh. But chicken okay. on the bone, you know, I just see all the stuff in there. It's like the purple, black stuff. You see the <laughs> parts. Like, dude, I, I can't do it. Interesting. It just grosses me out. 
it's interesting is like the uh, most of the picks seem to be like on like a taste or texture type deal this is a visual pick yeah which is, which is cool to have something different hmm interesting yeah i guess like some sushi or like some seafood yeah. in particular would be something i would like not eat just based on the appearance right like uh what's the like, like a live octopus no like <laughs> well yeah well, like octopus when it's not cooked and like breaded or something looks ridiculous but like sea urchin or something for example um looks really fucking weird as well so i don't know a lot of times when i'm getting uh like sushi and stuff i will just not want to know what it is like i'll let someone order for me and i'm like don't tell me what it is because if you tell me i'm not probably gonna eat it <laughs> so i'll just like <laughs> go into it blind um yeah, I definitely don't eat sushi. Mm, it's so good, dude. That's disgusting. That's so Very good. good. Raw fish, dude? Get out of town. It's with so that. good. Now, I don't like the... I I definitely go for the sushi rolls rather than the... I think it's called sashimi, which is um, mm. where it's just the rice with, like, the fish laid over the top. You know, it's like, basically, you're just getting the fish with a tiny bit of rice to add some texture. Uh, and that I don't like as much because it's... Yeah, I don't know. I like having more of the rice involved to kind of dilute the fishy taste, but mm -hmm. that's just me. I just don't eat it to dilute the fishy taste. <laughs> just don't eat it. That's one way to do it. You just don't uh, don't get involved with it. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I do see the, the chicken argument with the bone. I don't like chicken on the bone just because the meat to work ratio is not there for me. Like chicken, what are they called? The, the wings. Mm-hmm. Wings are so frustrating. It's like, oh my god, look at all this food, and then you're done with it. Like, three quarters of the plate is still full because it's full of bones and bullshit. So with like KFC, is that like, does that have the bone in it? I've literally never had KFC. Obviously, because... I mean, I typically just go and get the the um, what do you call them? Like chicken fingers. I'm like a kid. I get okay, chicken okay. fingers or chicken strips because like, or like the boneless wings if they have that because. Yeah, KFC their their bucket has the bones in it typically, and it's just to me it's not a good value. I see. Like, oh, here's a pound of chicken. It's like, all right, well, I got fucking half a pound left over of bones at the end of it. So, yeah, you know, what's the what kind of deal am I really getting here? Trying to trying to scam me? Can't put that over my head. <laughs> I'm not stupid. <laughs> nope, I get you. I get you. That's interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, good good to know. I didn't know this was a thing with, like, chicken and being on the boner. I just assumed it wasn't a problem. Like, the thing that I find annoying is when fish has bones still in it because they're so mm. small and, like, it's really easy to, like, accidentally swallow one and it cuts your throat or, you know, some shit like that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I didn't realize it was an issue with the, the chicken class of meat as well. But it does make sense. It does make sense. Yeah. Hmm. All right, well, let us know, if you're, you know, listeners, let us know what you think about these hard-hitting questions, you know, specifically the ketchup and eggs. I need to get some more insight on that from a few more folks, because I didn't, you know, really think about it before, but. I wonder if other people put, like, different stuff on their eggs besides ketchup. Like, you do like, hot so, sauce, but, like, yeah. you put, like, ranch on there. Oh, is God, that, that is making me almost gag Mustard? even thinking about it. <laughs> Mustard? <laughs> yeah, like, Guacamole, I've seen guacamole. I've seen or like avocado with, you know, because like huevos rancheros has that. Mm -hmm. um, like a burrito. Yeah, I like salsa is like the the thing for me, or like tapatio. So yeah, like the the hot sauce route. Um, but Bro, yeah, breakfast burritos though are 
to bees knees. Oh, for sure. But they don't oh, have ranch goodness. in them or mustard. No, no I just like, got really excited about breakfast burritos. So. I know. I'm kind of, I didn't get to eat breakfast before we started. I'm like, I'm getting, getting kind of hungry right here. So yeah. Yeah. we should probably move on from the food topics before I yeah. just kill someone. Anyway. <clears throat> yeah, I wanted to make a, a quick correction from the last episode. It's mm -hmm. a small little thing. But I said the blood, when I was talking about the icon and what it reminded me of, I said the uh, the new PS5 icon. Mm. I said the the bloodletting beast, and I meant the blood-starved beast. Oh, okay. Well, so yeah, you bloodborne noob. Aren't you supposed to be <laughs> a platinum holder for that game? I am a platinum holder. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I got my Merzwix. My, oh, nice. My dad would say. Nice. I like that. I like that. Mm -hmm. Well, good correction there. You know, keeping yourself honest. That's what it's all about. Yeah. So we have uh, a couple other things we wanted to talk about before we get into what we've been playing. Um, I'd kind of propose that we just go over a few of the bigger categories for the Video Game Awards this year. Um, just to kind of, you know, briefly give our thoughts and impressions. We probably have not played all of these games, but like for things like Game of the Year, for example, and, um, you know, best like art direction, shit like that, or something of the bigger categories, just kind of give some brief impressions. We don't have to spend a long time on this, but it is something that's ongoing right now. So it'd be kind of interesting to hear your thoughts. So I'll go ahead and start at the top. I'll read them out to you guys, and then we'll just kind of see what we think. Okay. So for, let me get here, the Game of the Year. We have six nominees, all right? So first up, we have Doom Eternal. Second, we have Final Fantasy VII Remake. Third, we have Ghost of Tsushima. Fourth, we have Hades, which I've not seen or played anything. I don't even know what that is, to be honest. And then fifth, we have Animal Crossing New Horizons. And sixth, we have The Last of Us Part Two. Now, I recognize that we have not all played all of these games, not even close, but is there one in there just jumping out at you that you're like, hmm? Based on what I know and what I've heard this year, this game seems like it should win. I haven't played any of these, but I think Ghost of Tsushima should win. Okay. I think you're not yeah. alone in that. Quite a few people would vote for that game. What do you, what do you think, Daryl? I agree, too. I, would, I think Ghost of Tsushima would be up there as game of the year. It probably be trailing by um, The Last of Us 2 as well. So I'm pretty sure those two will be somewhere at the top. Mm. And uh, yeah, Hades is a pretty cool game. I checked that out last night. Is it on it PlayStation or is it a? It's on the Switch. Okay. And and I think you can get off Steam. Yeah, I've almost get off bought Steam. it. It's pretty cool. It kind of reminded me of like Darksiders Genesis and I guess Diablo. I'm not familiar with yeah, that it's type like an of ARPG. Like mm -hmm. Okay. And it's cool because it's Greek mythology, and I'm like real big on that. So looking into that and kind of seeing like the, the different gods and mythological creatures and locations in the game is, is what kind of appealed to me. And sure. I don't know if it's game of the year, but I'm glad to see that a game of this type is up there. Yep. Interesting. Yeah, I um I have not played FF seven remake, but it kinda gets yet, but it kinda gets into a larger discussion that happened last year when Resident Evil 2 Remake was up for a whole bunch of these awards, which is that can a remake be up for a game of the year? I mean, it's not a new game to some extent, right? Um, and I don't really know how I feel about that. I think a remaster should certainly not be eligible, but a remake where they're completely altering some of the story, redoing all the cutscenes, redoing all the voice acting, etc., etc., like 
I think that kind of allows it to be in this category. But just at a at a glance here, like I think you're right with Ghost of Tsushima and Last of Us probably leading the charge, and that's really cool because something to note too: three of these six games that are up for Game of the Year are PlayStation exclusives. So mm-hmm. that's pretty amazing. Um, but to be honest with you, I would actually give it to Animal Crossing New Horizons. Um, I think given the year of 2020 that is COVID and stress and anxiety, this game came at like the perfect time for everybody. It has outsold every other game. It's not even close. Nintendo doesn't report on their digital sales, but even physical sales alone, it's sold more than Ghost of Tsushima by about three times, sold about three times as much as Last of Us Part Two. Like it is killing it. This game is definitely resonating with a bunch of people who don't traditionally play games or anything like that. And I think for what it offers in this kind of a year that I would give my vote to that game. Um, so, yeah, I picked ghost of Tsushima just because it's the only one on that list that has done something different. Mm. Like That's an doom interesting Eternal way to put it. is just the new doom animal crossing is just another animal crossing mm-hmm. final fantasy seven remake. I would give like second just because I, you know, it is a remake that is controversial, but the the whole combat system is totally new to like anything. Yeah. Let alone the Final Fantasy VII game. Yeah. So you know, Hades is a kind of a not trying to talk these games down, but like it's a colorful Diablo, and The Last of Us Part Two is just the second Last of Us. Sure. So Ghost of Tsushima to me is the most unique. It's a new story. It's got a new new gameplay elements. You know the way you discover collectibles and it's just like a you know it's a new Mm. thing that that was executed very well yeah that's why i picked it it's also got a great list (laughs) yeah it's also got a decent it's also got a really great trophy list yep it comes with free multiplayer that apparently is actually pretty good yeah i've heard it's quite good like yeah so yep um couple other call outs i wanted to do we don't necessarily have to go over all these like i said but in the best indie category you do see fall guys come up so i thought that was interesting um and in best mobile game you see genshin impact come up just solidifying the fact that you know why is it on ps4 i don't know uh there it is though under best mobile game and let's see mobile game for changing colin mobile games are changing I mean, Call of Duty's on there. Like, yeah, I know, I mean, but, but it is a different game. Call of Duty Mobile is not the same as, like, the other Call of Duty's, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's just online multiplayer. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I think, for me, the most interesting category is going to be the best action-adventure game. So this has Assassin's Creed Valhalla, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, Spider-Man Miles Morales, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, and The Last of Us Part Two. And the reason I think it's interesting here is because you kind of have these, one of these like half-step games with, with Miles Morales, but mm-hmm. more importantly, Fallen Order, which got totally screwed over based on the timing that it came out. It wasn't mm-hmm. eligible for the Game Awards last year, but it also was so early on slash late, like in between the cycles, basically, that everyone's forgotten about it at this point. But that yep. game was fucking awesome. And so I yeah. really hope that it gets some recognition there. I think it's cool that it's on there. Yeah. They didn't forget about it. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that's... Have re- they fixed that game? What's up? Have they fixed all the bugs in that game? 
I'm not sure. I mean, I you know I platinumed it when all the bugs were ongoing, so I can't mm-hmm. I can't really say, but um, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, it's... go ahead. And these games not have to be coming out in the year 2020, apparently. So that's the thing is they the cutoff date is like mid or is like beginning of November for this or something like, or late Among October. Come out like two years ago. I don't. I'm not sure for Among Us, but the the cutoff is generally such that like the games that get released in the fall and like holiday yeah. time frame get screwed over, right? Like you don't see Cyberpunk on here. You don't see right. um. I don't know. I can't. You, you don't see the new Call of Duty on here, right? It's Warzone that's that's up for discussion. You don't see um you know uh demon souls remake or you know astro's playroom under family you don't see that stuff so what's going to happen is those are the like the fallen orders they're in that weird category of like all right well now what do they get voted on next year we don't know um yeah among us came out june 15th 2018 that's so weird i wonder why it really did explode this year though so maybe it like Mm -hmm. relaunched or it was in beta or something technically before and now it's like out and that's why they're including it hmm. i'm not really quite sure that is up for best multiplayer though along with call of duty warzone fall guys valorant and animal crossing new horizons so mm-hmm. yeah uh, there is a category that has like best ongoing game correct for multiple games that have been released not in the year 2020 but the mm-hmm. previous years that people are still playing to this day, like mm-hmm. Modern Warfare, Fortnite, Apex Legends. Yep. And I, that kind of stood out to me. I'm thinking, but these games didn't come out in 2020. Yep. But people are still playing them. So they're, yeah. they're still relevant. And that was kind of like my mindset when I saw uh, Star Wars, um, you know, Fallen Order. Fallen Order. Yeah. Yeah. Just the timing of the release. Um, you know, I'm pretty sure that's why they're re- reconsidering it for this time around for the rewards yeah i would agree are either of you guys gonna play that by the way at some point it's on my, it's on my list yeah I'd, same I'd, here i'd highly recommend that game very highly recommend that game i know you would yeah so <laughs> uh, uh 10 out of 10 do check it out <laughs> um all right so that's really all i had to say about the game awards i just kind of wanted to give it a little bit of our airtime here because it is something that's going on i i find it pretty interesting you know in years past there's also a lot of game announcements and trailers that come out of the game awards so it's an exciting time and in a year when we didn't get e3 and we didn't get gamescom and we didn't get a lot of these other shows you know the fact that this is still something that's going to happen is pretty exciting to me so yeah that's that's all I really got to say on that. Anything you guys want to add? If you Are they going to send out our in? ballots? <laughs> what was that? Are they going to send our ballots, the mail-in ballots for? Uh, uh, no, you just have to log in and you can vote. So if you go, if you Google the Game Awards 2020, you can. There's a way that you can like basically log in and then you can cast your vote for each of the categories. Gotcha. Yep. I will say, if you are interested for the listeners on catching the Game Awards, you can tune in on December 10th mm-hmm. at 4 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. There you go. Thank you, Daryl. Appreciate that. Um, what's up? Pacific, Pacific time. Pacific. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll watch that on uh, on the Discord. Oh, that'd be cool. A little live show. A little live yeah. watch, and, watch and chat. Have some popcorn. Mm-hmm. Have some ketchup on my popcorn. Delicious. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, getting into something that's not so fun. 
uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about the scalpers situation with next-gen consoles, as well as just sort of this idea that it is still incredibly difficult to get your hands on one of these machines. So I'll toss it to you guys for, for sort of your thoughts on it. You know, I think we, we all kind of know how I feel. I'm a bit dejected, and I'm just kind of over even trying to get one at this point until it becomes much easier. But what, what do you guys think of this whole scalping situation and how the launch has been in terms of the supply-demand? It's been insane. Um, last night, I checked on eBay just to kind of get a feel for how much PS5s were being sold for. And the most expensive one I found was almost $1,900. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and it was just the game, the, the actual console itself. There's no games included. Yeah. So it's pretty insane how much these uh, scalpers are reselling these consoles for. Mm-hmm. This whole scalping thing is relatively new to me. I didn't know that this was a thing. And um, yeah, it's it's amazing the, the the information I found related to this. Um, apparently, it's been going on for a while, like you know, for a long time. Like seeing what people have resold, like pe- they're even selling swimming pools, like the ones you <laughs> could set up in your backyard. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. And um, now it's kind of like put into perspective, like why. Whenever I do like an online order or try to log in, mm-hmm. you know, you have to pick the pictures in the grid box and type in the captures, you know, what the letters are because they don't, they want to know that you're not a bot and you're an actual person who's behind this transaction. So I never really knew what the whole purpose was behind that. But now that scalping is kind of like took the world by storm, it's like, okay, now I know why that's in place. Because something like this has happened before. Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. I mean, I I don't know. It's tough because, like, to some extent, like, people have a right to do this. Like, if they're able to get on and get a hold of these consoles and, you know, like, buy multiple and then resell them, I mean, that's capitalism, basically, at its core. But at the same time, like, the use of bots and sort of automated programs that will go in and immediately like buy out a stock of something the second it goes live. It's it kind of hit home with how frustrated I was with the whole Walmart debacle where it's like I was able to add it to my cart and try to check out on three separate occasions on the same day and didn't get it. And it's like did I not get it because of some fucking asshole like this, right? Or like I don't know, probably to some extent. The bots. Yeah. The bots are just capitalism too. Exactly, exactly. And it's just, I don't know, it's it's really frustrating. The, the thing that I think is kind of BS, though, is that Sony's come out and kind of said, like, well, we have unprecedented demand for this console. It's like, you really didn't know people were going to want this thing in a year where they're pretty much forced to stay at home? Like, mm-hmm. really? You couldn't tell based on how high game sales have been this year compared to previous years that people were interested in a new console? Like, I don't buy mm-hmm. it. So. I understand that there's issues with the supply chain and it was hard to get all this to come together. I can't fault you guys for that or Sony for that, but just say that. Don't come out and tell me like, we didn't know this many people were going to want it because I just don't believe that. Well, it's also because the this like scalping thing where you can't go down to your local GameStop and just buy one. So the scalpers got to take over and that creates this like 
false uh, demand. I mean, it's not false. People want it. But like when a fucking bot buys out 3,000 of them and no one can get their hands on them and the internet's going, I can't get my hands on one. I really want one. Mm-hmm. Then it looks like, you know, there's this big demand. And I'm sure there's people sitting on a bunch of them trying to sell them for two grand. Yeah. So just don't buy them. And I agree. From them <clears throat> to encourage scalpers, you know, try yep. to discourage them by not buying them. That's capitalism as yep. well. Speak with your wallet. Uh, but then they're just sitting on like all these consoles that people could be enjoying. Yep. So it, you know, they're out there. People just can't get them. So it makes the demand kind of awkward, I think. I agree. Yeah, I, I don't I don't see the situation normalizing until probably the spring. I mean, we've talked about this, this is the third episode now. We've kind of spoke to some extent about this going on, but it's just it's incredible to me. I mean, that's six weeks essentially that have gone by and it's still we're coming up on the holiday season here. I would be surprised if there wasn't another blast of these things in a week or two that show up at Tar- Target or Walmart and Best Buy and GameStop. But again, like, you know, if you're going to have, let's say, another I don't know, 100,000 consoles or something available. Like, there's no chance in hell that most people are going to be able to get that. So, no. Yeah, ascended, it's frustrating. I've ascended to the master race, so. You've gone to PC full full on. I got it. I got all my parts. Yep. So. Yep. so. Have fun scalpers sitting on your PlayStation <laughs> as a coffee table. Yeah. You jerks. <laughs> I mean, Daryl, what does this do for you in terms of, like, your excitement to try to get the console at some point. And what are you thinking about for your timeline now on when you're going to even attempt to get one? I'm not really looking to buy one so soon. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm not even going to buy one for next year because I'm still getting a lot of, you know, use out of my PlayStation four. Mm-hmm. So I'm probably going to run that thing until the wheels fall off. Yeah. But I'm in no rush to get a PlayStation five. The drive to fall out. <laughs> <laughs> that thing starts smoking up in my living room. Okay, it's time to get a new PlayStation 4. So, yeah. so it's a campfire in your living room? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Skrillis and I were talking about that the other night um, where, you know, he was worried that his console was starting to overheat from time to time. And mm-hmm. he's got a PS4 Slim. I have a launch PlayStation 4. And if that thing broke this week, like... I'm like, well, shit, what do I do now? You know, like, do I go and I get the PS4 Pro? And if that's the case, then, like, I wouldn't get a PS5 either for, like, maybe years at that point. So yeah. it's it's kind of a, it's you know, this weird middle ground situation. I mean, I almost got the PS4 Pro last year even just to say, like, screw it and opt out of the first part of the next-gen console lifecycle anyway. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm, you know, knock on wood, I haven't had many issues with my launch PS4 at all. Other than when I get air codes now for games, like, you know, when you blue screen from something and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, do you want to report the air or something or, you know, that screen, like my PS4 will take like five to 10 minutes sometimes to go back to the home screen. Holy like cow. It, it'll just sit on that forever. So mm-hmm. I'm like, hmm, but I don't get a whole lot of those airs. You know, I got like one or two of them when I was playing Crash 4, but before that, I can't remember the last time that it happened. So I don't know. It's it's still serving me pretty well. It does become a bigger issue when you get into these cross-gen games, you know, like Miles Morales and Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima is not cross-gen, but like Miles Morales is on both consoles. I'm sure it's not going to run as well when I play it on my PS4. And getting into next year, 
you know, we're not sure if Resident Evil 8 is coming out on PS4 yet or if it's a PS, you know, next-gen exclusive, but if it's out on PS4, it's probably not going to run well. Same with Horizon Forbidden West. Same with, like, you know, God of War Ragnarok, if that ends up coming to PS4. So, it's it, yeah, you do get into this situation where you're kind of discouraged, let's say, from playing mm-hmm. the new titles on your consoles. Mm-hmm. So, interesting. We'll see. We'll keep you all updated. I mean, I'm... If one falls into my lap or if I'm able to procure one, great. But again, I'm not planning on it being a thing until April, May, somewhere in that time range. So, Or you could join like a boxing league. A boxing league? What do you mean? What do you mean? So um, these hood fights that I like to watch on YouTube. Okay. 20 guys were fighting for a PlayStation 5. Whoever was the last one to get knocked out or not get knocked out will win the PlayStation <laughs> 5. Wow. So you, you could try to enter one of those. When you're in the hospital, you can have your PlayStation 5 there with you. <laughs> 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 oh, man. what's That's crazy. The things some people will do, man. And, like, why would you ever pay $1,900 for that? Like, what is out right now that you have to have this console for? Right. Like, it's just the you games aren't there like- yet. You could buy the top of the line PC for that price. Exactly. Exactly. When it's like a $500 console. You've got two grand to spend on something. I mean, in some places, you that's, a PC, that's three months of rent, you know, in some places. Yeah. It's two months yeah. of rent in California for a lot of people. So it's yeah. like, Jesus, you know, what are you doing? Um, I don't know. Anyway, that's, that's all I got to say about that. Anything else you guys want to add to the whole scalping and difficulty here? Scalper, don't scalp. Yeah, I would say yeah. I'd say don't buy from the scalpers, like you said, Eli. That's yeah. the way that we fix or start to fix the problem. So. Yeah. All right. So let's get into what we've been playing. We got a lot to say here, and I'm gonna throw it over to you, Eli, first to, oh, to get us okay. going. Yep. I'm just gonna yeah, surprise you like got, that. I kind of got screwed on my. I got a uh, my Excel sheet about like what I'm playing and trying to keep track of my gigantic backlog and stuff. And I was really excited to start Skater XL, which I got for my birthday. Okay. Well, I got a, a code and uh, or gift cards, and I bought it with that. Um, but I kind of got screwed because I didn't do enough research. Mm. Uh, there's an extremely grindy trophy uh, called, like, All Around the World, and you literally have to skate the distance of the world, which is, like, 40.075 kilometers. Uh, and this game is a realistic skating sim, so it would take like twenty seven hundred hours. Oh shit! Yeah, and I thought I could just take the controller, uh, like tape it down and knock it out quick, and then just play for fun and get the plat by the end of the year. But that's gonna be, yeah, that's not gonna happen. It would take me a hundred and twelve and a half days. Of 24 hours straight of running the game on the PlayStation. So your console would burn up and evaporate yeah. at that point. <laughs> speaking of speaking of <laughs> overheating. <laughs> yeah, woohoo. Yeah. So me, I can't even do it by the end of the year if I wanted to. Wow. Uh, Is it really that? So, so this must be a really yeah. rare trophy then, right? Yeah, it's very rare. But I thought it was just like people didn't want to grind out the... The skating time, so I was like, I'll tape it down for a little bit and and get it out. But I didn't realize it would take that long. Right. I didn't do enough research on it. Damn, that's uh, crazy. Yeah, and that would mean I wouldn't be able to play anything else for like three months. My PlayStation would be straight run. I couldn't play anything. Mm. 
So, or like the best case scenario, say I leave it running while I'm at work. So, and again, best case scenario, that's like 10 hours, right? From the time I leave to the time I get home. Yep. Uh, for five days a week on average that I'm at work, it would take longer than a year. <laughs> it would take 54 weeks of that. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, dude. So that's just an example of like why I make that trophy. Like right. what is like, you know, how selfish does that developer have to be with your time that that's what they're asking you for that? Yeah. Because imagine crazy. just playing this casually a couple hours a week. You'd never get that, ever. Never. Never. Nope. Wow, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I'm pretty upset about it. I'm still going to play it probably and, and just try to get all the the uh, the other trophies. But, yeah, it was a pretty big bummer that I – an oversight on my part to mm. not actually research into that trophy. Because, like, some people have it. It was 0% for a long time, and then some people have gotten it. So I was like, okay, I mean, those people decided to grind it out. It's not a big not a big deal. And all the other trophies are like 60 and above percent. I don't know the exact details, but they're all very high because it's just like do so many, do a manual for so long. And yeah, do, do a, a kickflip. <laughs> yeah, do a kickflip. So, yeah, that <clears throat> was a big bummer, but I rewrote my backlog plan. And uh, so I'm going to – concede to getting 50 platinums this year and that would have oh, been only earning like, yeah and uh i would have been earning 33 of them this year but now i'm only gonna try to make it to 49 earning 32 this year okay so i still think that's a solid you know solid year i mean it's the best year you've had right it is so. it's, it's more than i had when i started this year <laughs> i've like doubled it more yeah, than doubled it exactly so, so. so don't, just don't nice worry number. about it don't worry about it yeah Forget about it. Forget about it, kid. Forget about <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah. It's freaking... I'm going to... going to bug me for the rest of my life, though. <laughs> yeah, that is really frustrating. But again, if you're having fun playing the game, like, whatever, just get the rest of them. You're going to... It's a gold trophy, I'm assuming? I think so. So you'll be out at most 10% or something on the list? Like, that's still fine. Like, it's still <laughs> still pretty good. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah, you're fine. You're fine. Don't worry about it, dude. Everything's fine. It's like that meme with the with the place on fire. You're just sitting there. Everything's fine. This yeah, is fine. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that that has led me to uh, you know start Diablo. That's gonna be my fiftieth plat now. Diablo three, to be clear. Diablo. You're not 3. playing the original. Okay. Yeah. I don't think they have that on PlayStation. No, but you but you switched to Master Race on PC, so I don't know. I do have that on. Good old games has the rights to that now. Mm. So they have uh, Diablo one and is it Hellfire? I think combo. I'm not sure. So yeah, I I own that. <laughs> nice. Uh, but yeah, I'm pretty excited to start Diablo. It reminds me of Hero Siege, of course. It's, Although that probably better. should be the other way around. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, but I'm pretty ready for a game that like doesn't require so much research. I think. I mean, I feel like I am. Even if it, you know, does take a while, but we'll see. Yeah, it, it will. It will take you a it. while, but it is. Yeah. Uh, it's a fun game. I mean, I don't know. It's it's pretty mindless in a lot of ways. Like it, it's uh, deceptively complex, I guess, or like deceptively simple. What would it be? It's deceptively simple. Like you, you start playing yeah. it, and you're like, man, there's so much stuff, so much equipment. Like, oh yeah. my god! But it's like, okay, you know, when you pick up an item, right? You know how it shows up on your screen, and you see the three arrows. And they're mm -hmm. either red arrows or they're green arrows. 
If it's mm -hmm. a green arrow, you just quick equip it, press up on the D-pad and square or something, and move on. Uh, you don't even need to go into do that. Yeah, you don't even need to go into your inventory. If it's something mm. that's not better, you just quick drop it, or and mm. like don't even need to worry about it. like it's relatively simple. The only time you should be going into your menus is when you level up, and you'll just get a new skill and move on. You know, it's it's mm. really really quick and easy to use. Yeah, pretty fun so far. What class I, are you playing? I finally got a. I finally got a hold of these like type of games i've never played one before hero siege that's why this reminds me of hero siege yeah um but i am playing the crusader okay okay yeah. very I went nice with the, i'm a me i'm a melee melee kind of guy yep um so it was between that and the other guy what's the viking or something like that uh crusader and barbarian are the two barbarian that's yeah it. Yep. So I went with the guy with the shield because I'm playing solo and I didn't want to just be... I'm not that risky. I'm a melee player, but I'm not that risky <laughs> where I don't have a shield. Yeah. Like any any defense. I guess he gets a defense buff, but like, nah. I'm going to play it safe for the first one. Yeah, well, you'll get you'll get defensive stats from all of your equipment to some degree. So yeah, yeah. You, it won't really matter too much. Um, like, I typically will end up using... A two-handed weapon even as it's mm -hmm. weird because like you can have a, a two-handed sword even as a wizard and you don't mm -hmm. actually attack with the sword but the stats from it affect your spells if that makes sense mm -hmm. so it's it's gotcha. kind of interesting yeah yeah but with this being like that long grindy game that i don't have to do a bunch of research it made me kind of think about trophy lists and ratings and uh it would be kind of cool if they had like a complicated rating in trophy guides mm -hmm. um I'm I not sure what the word is if complicated complicatedness is even a word, but complexity. <laughs> you know, like trophy guide involvement. Yeah, complexity. Um, because I think I've seen a lot of different numbers for Diablo 3 difficulty. I thought it was like two or three out of ten, but I've also seen like six out of ten for difficulty. Mm. Um but probably just because of the hardcore run. Yeah, it says but six out of ten on Reaper, but I I do think that's just the hardcore run. Yeah. Right. And, like, I don't think, uh, you know, it will take... It's just a long time, so, um, you know, that would be kind of nice to have something like that. I know it's another whole step for people, and it's kind of uh, um, objective. I don't know. Objective, subjective, what's the difference? But it's up to the person to kind of decide that, you know, whether if it's too complicated or not. Yeah. Because Hellpoint was way too complicated for me. <laughs> yeah, I do like how simple Diablo is. I mean, that's why it's in my top five games of all time, right? So I'm excited, oh, you're, yeah. I'm excited you're getting into it because it's just, I, I think you do miss something when you're not playing it co-op, but it's really mm -hmm. just so fun. The artwork is beautiful. The story is good. Like, you know, make sure to take the time to like listen to the audio logs when you find them. You know, put your controller down when the mm -hmm. cutscenes are on, take a sip of your co coffee and just like, enjoy it you know and, and it's probably only 20 hours i would say on your first playthrough um mm -hmm. what i will give you is a you know you probably saw this in the trophy guy but if you're playing on normal difficulty you're not mm -hmm. going to hit level 70 by the time you beat the game yeah so, so which is fine there's a there's a mode that you can go into afterwards called adventure mode to hit that but just as mm -hmm. a, a heads up to you if you're if you're looking to do the thing where it's like i'm just going to beat the story with each of the characters and that's how i'll get them all to level 70 it's not going to exactly work like that. Well, I got to do the 500 bounty, so I was just kind of playing on that. Yeah, that's the, that is the trophy that is 
the worst. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just ready for a big. I won't have to research anything for a while now because I'm just gonna be playing this. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, like, I have it too. It's installed still. Like, I can hop in with you at any point and with any mm -hmm. character and just you know, like, it's yeah, it's not that bad at all. Yeah, I'm pretty hyped. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good one. Daryl, get on it, dude. Play with friends. <laughs> you can probably find like the PS4 Reaper of Souls, which is not the Eternal Collection one, for like ten dollars somewhere. Or maybe yeah, even five dollars. I bought it from GameStop used for like nineteen dollars and that was like two years ago. Oh, we speaking of the price of this game, yes. I did notice so it's we always talk about like how it's like the digital versus physical price and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And this game it seems to be sixty dollars consistently, even though it's been out for who knows how long. Yep. Do you know? Do you know how long it's been out? Uh twenty thirteen. Like twenty thirteen? Yep. So that's freaking insane. But so I did go to uh, Battle.net or whatever, where because I was looking into World of Warcraft, um, and no, uh, you they, were not. First of all, was... what in the hell did you just say to me? I thought we were. <laughs> I thought we were in this classic RuneScape grind together, brother. And now you're looking at World of Warcraft. Well, World of World a little bit. Wow, you have to pay for. It, so I'm just like, wow. Yeah, give me. Yeah, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm not paying a subscription, dude. Fuck. Here. <laughs> insert owen wilson meme here wow wow <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah so they it is it's like 40 bucks on their website i think mm. so like i don't know if they're trying to get people into battle.net or what but well that's so, digital and it's cheaper yeah so sony and xbox they're both the same and that anything you buy on their platforms their stores they take 30 percent right mm -hmm. off the top so mm -hmm. that's the difference there covers that yep. yeah um so. I will say, though, this is owned by Activision now, right? It's Activision Blizzard after they merged. Mm -hmm. And Activision, you'll know this, too. Go and try to buy a Call of Duty Ghost on PS4 right now. It's going to be $60. Mm -hmm. Unless it's on sale. They do, oh, yeah, I know they do <clears throat> not drop their game prices based on the age, ever. It is only on sales. That's it. Oh, uh, is that an Activision thing? Because yep. I was like, I was looking at Call of Duties on Steam. Uh, and then I realized the the new four new Call of Duties are on Blizz, Blizz Battle .net or whatever the hell Correct. Blizzard website. Correct. And so that was pretty lame. And they're all sixty dollars. Yep. And then the ones even on Steam are like, uh, some of the older ones are even sixty dollars still. Yep. And World War Two came out for free on PlayStation for that one month, and it's still sixty dollars. It's like what the. I oh, was I know. So confused. That's what I I'm saying. Like, when you guys were playing Call of Duty Ghosts, I was tempted to jump in and play with you guys, but it was like, dude, this game is sixty dollars again. Like, mm -hmm. you know, when I I was like, I'm not gonna. This came out in 2013 as well. I'm not paying sixty dollars for this. Mm -hmm. So, gotta yeah. buy the disc. Gotta find the discs. It's a lot like Nin go. exactly, and it's a lot like Nintendo, um, who also doesn't drop the prices on their games based on age, mm -hmm. at all. So, yep. Yeah, but they're good. They're good games. I mean, you, yeah, like Call of Duty comes out every fucking year, dude. Like, it, it does, it's but an annualized sports game, and you're gonna charge sixty dollars for each one of those. I know. You can suck a controller, dude. I will say, I mean, the thing <laughs> is, Diablo Three is an awesome game. So, in principle, like, I don't mind that they charge sixty dollars for it. I'm curious, like, I haven't seen the Eternal Collection running, but I want to know: is it like? Did they upgrade the graphics again? Is it a little bit smoother compared to the Reaper of Souls edition that I have? Because to my knowledge, the only difference is they added in one character class. 
That's it. Which one's that? The Necromancer. I thought that was in the Reaper of Souls. No. no? Reaper of Souls got the Crusader. Oh, okay. Yep. I have the Eternal Collection. Yeah, so you have the newest one. And that's what the, okay. my two friends that I was playing with recently also had. And you can play with that like five years ago, though. Yeah, you can you can play with each other. So like so we can still play it together, even though we have the different versions. It's not a big deal. Cool. Yeah, and I have one percent in it so far. Nice. Well, um, I'm not going to we won't go too far into in depth with it then here. But um, as you continue yeah. to play it, like one thing I'll call out is the artwork for the trophies in this game is really good. Um, mm. And overall, I think the list is actually pretty fair. So, I mean, the 500, yeah. the 500 bounties is, is the one that's like, mm -hmm. <laughs> it, is, like, it but, is that type of game though. So it is, you know, it's fair. I think it's fair. Well, and there's seasons that they're, they're still supporting the game with seasons and new cosmetics and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So like, and if you've played this, you don't want to continue to play the story after you've, let's say you've had it for seven years. So the bounties right. are a sort of a randomized mini dungeon in a way to continue to do some fun stuff in the game. So yeah, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't mind it in theory. Yeah, and I didn't, I didn't lead, didn't explain why I got to Diablo and why I started that, but I did finish Hellpoint. Oh. My last, <laughs> yeah, finally, it's finally over, dude. Congrats. Uh, did, yeah, thank you. It was a decent game. I definitely would wait for a sale, but there's nothing wrong with buying at full price to support the devs because there's, you know, there's definitely something there. So if you want more of that, you know. By all means, buy at full price. But in reality, it wasn't that bad. I think I made it, I definitely made it harder for myself, stressing on it. Because, mm. um, like, once I just committed to the ending, it, it was pretty smooth. Um, I did go all the way back and try to pick up, mop up all the coins. And uh, I ended up missing some somehow. I, I really don't know how. <laughs> uh, so I, I did use the glitch for the coin. <laughs> Cause those this, this do not, guy. <laughs> yeah, dude. Those don't carry to New Game Plus. Interesting. So, and Interesting. I had locked, I had locked myself out of one. There's one in the Ikiri walkways that you move a tram. I think I did. I explain that last time. Uh, yes. Anyways, yeah, I think you did. Yeah, you move a tram and it kills enemies, but then you can never move that tram back. Mm. So it locked me out of that coin. I was like, all right, well, I'm gonna use a the glitch then because these don't carry over. I literally went back and got all the other coins. So, you know, again suck a fat one so <laughs> i did the controller glitch all right calm down calm down all right <laughs> get a little riled up over here yeah just uh, take a chill pill here for a sec <laughs> <laughs> but you just start a game with a second controller and then invite your main guy into that world and pick up the unique unique coins in the new world um just do it before you finish the game and then with the endings you save your data which is weird. You don't keep your coins you collect, but you keep the data you've earned through beating the game, basically. Okay. Seems a little ass backwards to me. Yeah. But I was cool with it, because I just went up and uh, beat the first, you know, I don't want to spoil the endings, but I beat the bosses and had all the NPC quests done, which was kind of uh, janky as well, because one of the guys bopped around on me. Mm-hmm. But I did all that, made a backup save just in case, because I do not trust this game. It is definitely jank from the combat to the inner workings of it. So be aware of that if you want to play this. And uh, 
yeah and then i ran back after i finished the game i ran back up because you keep your data and i surrendered my data and got the plat hell yeah brother that's the way mm -hmm. to do it mm-hmm Yep. And uh, I won't go super in depth into it, but there will be, I'm going to make a kind of video guide on this. So, you know, check out the YouTube for that. Should be almost maybe when you're hearing this, maybe a day or two after is the goal. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's over. It's over. Nice. Well, good job, man. Good job. What would you say, like, in terms of, you know, you recommend it to people, like, overall now because i know you were pretty hot on it when you first started it then there's like a middle portion where we, yeah. were, we were on ps party chat together and you were raging a bit and, and yeah. so now like you know what do you think now having come to the end of that uh i would definitely recommend it and play it um i know last time i recommended like don't just play it for fun and don't worry about the trophies but i think i was uh stressing myself out too much on the trophies mm -hmm. where if you just do it play the game and i was like oh just uh you know just a little task of doing everything <laughs> like, <laughs> all you gotta do is 100 percent it What's the right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but if you just go through and explore you know the world's pretty fun to explore and do the npcs you know just do the coin glitch and that that alleviates a lot of the pain sure because with the new game plus and saving your data was a piece of cake that's awesome really the good endings don't don't be scared of the endings and the bosses are super easy uh, for the most part. Mm. You might want the Hedron of Flame for the final boss. But see, you've now kind of worked up your, um, what's the word here? Your reputation in the Discord as the person who's really good at Soulsborne games, right? Cause That's like, supposed to be you, dude. <laughs> yeah, but you've stolen the mantle because I just haven't played any, <laughs> haven't played any in forever, you know? But like uh, Slugger That's didn't cool. even beat Bloodborne when he tried it. He think I think he only got to Castle Kanehurst, he said, and... Skrillis has only completed Dark Souls 1. Um, mm. So, you know, yeah, you're up there. So this, yeah, this might be... Is actually oh, Afro. Yeah, yep, you're right. Forgot about that. But other than that, mm -hmm. Dark Souls 3 will be after Diablo 3 as well. So I am really hyped for you to play that game. <laughs> really hyped for you to play that. And actually, I might, you know, I might jump through and do another playthrough as well, maybe at the same time. That'd be kind of fun. Because I'm still missing, yeah. you know, I don't, I'm not going to platinum that game, but I, I only got one of the endings mm -hmm. so far. And so could get another gold trophy for that, which would be kind of sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Get in there, boy. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, good shit. Good shit, sir. What about mm -hmm. uh, anything else that you've been playing? Anything else you want to talk about here? Or I know some of the uh, stuff will overlap a little when, when Daryl and I talk. So. Yeah, pretty much. Just, yeah, that's about it for. My progress. All right. Well, Obviously, been playing Rocket League, but you know, that's going to be an ongoing thing. True, true. And you got the platinum in that, so that's that's great. Mm hmm. Yep. Didn't I even notice it when it happened. Oh, okay. I was like, I okay. Didn't see that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever, dude. <laughs> I was just fucking wrecking noobs out on the field, and uh, you know, that's kidding. There yep. was uh, one of them. The flat, I didn't see the last trophy pop, but I did see the platinum. So, but the last one weird. was the stocked one, right? Where you collect 150 yeah. items. Yep, yep. I'd missed that pop, but I saw the platinum pop right after it. Nice. Mm -hmm. All right. What about you, Daryl? What have you been playing? I've been playing uh, Rogue Company, and I got my 34th platinum with that game. Woo! So I'm very so, excited when so I finally got it. You to have that done. <laughs> nice. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's funny when I popped that platinum because I was thinking, just like with Horizon Chase Turbo, I started that game long after you guys did. Mm-hmm. And it was the same thing with Rogue Company. It wasn't a, a game that kind of resonated with me, but since so many of us and uh, the listeners in the Discord were playing it, I decided to give it a try. Still didn't really uh, take off for me, but that was a game that I really wanted to platinum just because, you know, I don't like having games not having platinums yep. obtained. So I gave it another go, and the um, maybe, like, the last two weeks, that was, like, the only game I was playing. Mm-hmm. And it, it grew on me. I definitely liked it. I picked a rogue that, that fit my type of play. It was Anvil. And uh, once I picked them, the wind started coming in. And uh, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm, I'm like I said, pretty jealous that you have it done because <laughs> I'm uh, 46 wins away from being done with that game. So, so quite a while. I did kind of have a, a game... Uh, game plan in place to where I can get easy wins. I was playing it at early times in the morning, uh, probably like five or six in the morning. I got like maybe 10 wins every morning. And then on vacation, I was playing a lot in the morning as well. So those wins were coming in and, you know, obviously you want to play with guys who have mics and can communicate. So when we were all playing together and, you know, people from Discord were hopping in, those wins were coming in as well. So definitely recommend playing early times of the morning if you can and playing with people who can, you know, be a good team with you. Yeah, that's a good call. I mean, I think even ideally you want to have at least a party of three, in my opinion. Um, Sometimes even when you have a party of two, like you just get a couple teammates that Mm -hmm. just really shit the bed. That's a hard game to carry by yourself. In my opinion, mm-hmm. and specifically because, like, yeah, I don't know if you if you're in party chat with one other person as well, and then the other two people are in mics, but they're in game chat, so you're just like on different wavelengths. Um, it can be hard. I- I'm really pretty amazed you're able to get that many wins a day because the games are like fifteen to six, fifteen to eighteen minutes long, basically. And so yeah. to get ten wins, that is over two hours of playtime, assuming you win all your games. So I was really committed. Yeah, like I played two hours, maybe two and a half hours last night, and I won four games. So the idea of getting 46 more <laughs> is, yeah. is like, oh my gosh. I had last week off, so that was the only game I was playing during that time. Yep. And if you really want to get wins and be like hella like disrespectful, you got to shit on the other team in the first round. Because mm-hmm. it kind of sets the tone for the whole match. So if you kill them to where you know you take them out right away but the other team didn't really take any of your lives yep you know, the other team's gonna be like oh this team's really good i'm out not even wasting my time anymore yeah, so that was like sure. one of the easier wins i got most times yeah and were you playing the strikeout game mode most of the time or were you doing the competitive like demolition and stuff i was only playing strikeout strikeout was the only match that really fit my play style because the other one, I can't recall the mode where you only have one life. I didn't like that because um, I found it harder to win those modes compared to strikeout. Sure, sure. I mean, the the struggle that I'm having with it right now is that I just hit level 30 finally in that game. So I can now play ranked, 
and I'm mm -hmm. questioning if I'd be better served just playing ranked and having more fair matches. They'll be closer matches on average, but at least they'll be fair. Whereas like going into casual strikeout, half the time you destroy the other team and half the time it's like not even close, you know, and you get mm -hmm. wrecked. So it's like, I'm not mm -hmm. quite sure what I want to do. The problem is that the ranked mode is only the demolition one, the, the competitive game mode. So mm -hmm. yeah, I need to kind of figure out what would make the most sense there. I'm thinking maybe if I just lose all my placement matches on purpose, uh for ranked and then just get into like bronze that might be the yeah. way to go so we'll see let's do that tonight no. <laughs> <laughs> i'm down <laughs> um literally, literally and figuratively yep I'm going down but yeah I, I like the list a lot so i'm glad to hear that you i mean i think it is a good game you know i, I fluctuate between being really like angry at it and like when you're winning it's fun you know, when you're not winning, it's annoying. But that's every competitive game is like that. So, yeah, yeah I do feel like it's died off a bit, though. Or maybe, like you're saying, Daryl, the, the key is to play in the morning or something. Maybe there's more players on the East Coast or something like that. But, like, when I'm mm -hmm. playing at, like, 9 o'clock or 8 o'clock at night, West Coast time, like, I feel like I get matched against the same people really consistently. Even in casual strikeout, which is, like, that should not happen. The player base should not be that small with crossplay enabled that I'm playing against the same few people like two or three games in a row. Yeah, I did notice that as well. Yeah. So I, I don't know. And I don't remember it being that way when the game first came out. So I do think it dropped off quite a bit in popularity. Understandable. Mm -hmm. For sure. Well, congrats well, on that. That's awesome. Thank you very much. There was uh, it was a good game to play. I definitely enjoyed my time with it, but I was ready to move on to other games because <laughs> I have been playing lots of games, but have not gained a whole lot of trophies or platinum. So, beating Road Company, I was free to play whatever I want, and I moved on to Little Nightmares afterwards. Woo! Uh, yeah, it was pretty cool to pick this game up. I played this back in October, so this was another game I really wanted to get back into. Mm -hmm. um, horror theme platform adventure game. Not a big fan of platform games, but the overall theme and atmosphere of this game is what kind of drew me into playing it. Uh, this game was developed by Tarser Studios, which mm -hmm. is cool to know because they also worked on Little Big Planet, which I'm sure they drew a lot of their inspiration from for this game. And um, yeah, it's pretty cool to to know that this game, um, it's been in the works for a while. I guess the game was supposed to come out in 2004 under like a different title. It was called The City of Metronome. Oh, okay. Um, it was along the same premises as Little Nightmares where children were being kidnapped by these horrifying and frightening monsters and being forced to work to keep the city of metronome running but you know the game didn't um it didn't get completed because the studio was so small at the time but fast forward to 2017 when little nightmares came out tarzer studios you know they gained a lot more experience they started working for sony worked on a lot of playstation exclusives for them so with that the opportunity pre presented itself, and they made Little Nightmares. That's awesome. So, nice little backstory some, there. Yeah, just some nice history behind it. And when I was doing like my research on this game, it's funny that one of the monsters is named after one of our head honchos for the place that we work at, 
so no. <laughs> won't dive into that. Yeah, no. He's one of the monsters in this game. Oh wow, that is okay. Classic. I'm interested to to learn more offline about that. <laughs> yeah, I had I had to laugh when I saw that. I was like, <laughs> hey, what? Yeah. But overall, I had a really good time with this game. Trophyless is simple, but the story overall is really cool. The story doesn't really uh, reveal a whole lot. It's one of those games where you have to piece the story yourself, and everyone has different perspectives on what they think the story is. So it's really cool that they allowed the gamers to kind of make their own assumptions on what the game is. Yeah, for uh, sure. This game had 22 trophies. Base game had one gold, two silvers, 10 bronzes. And when you factor in DLCs, Three golds, three silvers, three bronzes, for a total of four golds, five silvers, and 13 bronzes. Are you going to do the DLCs? or did No you do... platinum, unfortunately. But um, this is the fourth game I've completed with zero plats. So <laughs> overall, I've played quite a few games this year that have no platinums, and all of them have been great. And didn't really care if I didn't get the platinum, but it is what it is. Yeah. For sure. I like that approach. Um, I like that approach. Yeah. I've been playing some really cool games this year. Like the games that I, that I played that didn't have a platinum. Yeah, they've been really great games. And it's kind of like opened my mind to like playing these games regardless of if they have a platinum or not. For sure. So For sure. really awesome. Um, I'm at 44% on the base game. I did 100% it, but because of the DLCs, it brought my percentage down. But the DLC trophies are very easy to get. So I will be going for those eventually to get the 100%. Very nice. And there um, was a speedrun trophy, right? That was the, the hard part? There is. There is one goal for beating the game in under an hour without dying. That trophy is called Heart to the Core. And it was hard to the core. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, 0.5% of trophy hunters who have it. And this one was tough. I will say this one was tough uh, for two reasons. So this game had no skipp skippable cutscenes. And, you know, in these speedruns where you will die a lot, the cutscenes are really sort of a drag because you can't skip through them. So, for someone who wants to do the speed run and get right into the gameplay, that's one thing you, you can't skip through. Like you, You're forced to watch these. And there are several skipped segments where the protagonist, Six, she has like these moments where she's very hungry. So during that moment, her movement's really slow. And then her not being to kind of like move around as quick, it adds to your overall time on your speed run. So. Okay. It's not something you can skip through. It's a forced uh, part of the game. And there's several of those. So, you know, that time kind of adds up. And, um, yeah, it was like something that really bothered me. It's like, okay, I hate this part of the game. I can't skip through it. So, you know, I'm, I'm forced to, to freaking play this out. Yeah, that's very that's annoying. <laughs> yep. <laughs> It's not as bad as Outlast 2. Outlast 2 had like a three-minute intro that I could not skip. Yeah, that is really frustrating. And it's the same type of 
again, like talking about sort of your uh, reputation now, you know, like these types of games that have trophies like this where you need to get through the whole thing without dying and stuff, like now you've done a couple of these, so that's like your MO, you know? Yeah. We're flipping scripts here, dude. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I've noticed that's kind of become like my niche with uh, games, trying to get like these permadeath trophies. So I've kind of embraced it. And you know, what's you know, going on with Wolfenstein 2, bro? No. I'm glad you brought, you called me out. That is one of the games I'm anxiously trying to get to. Um, I'm trying to clean up my list a little bit. I'm trying to like do all the free to play games we've been doing. And um, you know some other games. I eventually want to get back to Ghost of Tsushima, and then from there, that's where it kind of opens up for me to play what I want. Yep. So yep. Wolfenstein and Resident Evil um, One Remake is like the two top games for me right now that I want to play once I've done everything. Um, but yeah, like you said, that's Wolfenstein is one of those games that has one of those trophies. So yep, that's one game I am looking forward to getting. And trying out myself to see how that whole thing is. I'm excited for you to just play the the game in general. Because um, you didn't play the first one, right? The New Order? No, this uh, Wolfenstein game that I purchased, this will be the very first game I've played in, in the entire franchise. Okay, yeah. So I think you're going to you'll have a good time. I'm excited to hear you get into that. And same with RE Remake, of course. I know you've started that and played it a bit. But, um, you know, that's also, along with Diablo, on one of my on my top five games of all time so i'm, ex oh, nice. I'm excited yeah. yeah i'm excited to play it now um when it gets to that point i'm very excited to talk about it on the show Hell yeah. um, another concern that i had with the heart to the core trophy is the actual game itself like the 3d movement and the awkward camera angles can sometimes lead to very unfortunate deaths <laughs> classic yeah the they they were kind of going for this dollhouse camera effect where you know you're looking at a frame of a room and then when you enter another room it kind of like pans over to the next room so it's almost like essentially looking at like a dollhouse in front of you like the outside is cut out but you can see all the rooms in front of you mm -hmm. that was kind of like their their overall uh, look of the game which is really cool but it didn't work for this type of game because the speed run was very difficult to get because of that whole effect and when you factor in the awkward camera angles it really made it tough to gauge like how far you were to like falling off like a wooden beam or a pipe mm. sometimes the camera's like right up there to where you can see six just you know, you can see easily where she's walking, but sometimes the camera will start to pan so far out that everything's tiny and you can't tell where you are, you know, in relation to like, are you in the middle of that pipe or are you like starting to veer off left or right? So a lot of times, you know, I will fall off. Yeah. And yeah, it was real, real infuriating when things like that happen. And I kind of wish it has something like Limbo does. Um, I played that game so long ago, back on the Xbox. They had an achievement that was called No Point in Dying, where you complete the game in one sitting with five or less deaths. 
yeah. that's forgiving. You know, that's cool to have something like that implemented in Little Nightmares. Because, like, let's say you're Chapter Five. You know, you die from falling off. Now you have to replay the whole game again. Yeah, that's that's infuriating. And there's <laughs> a few times where, you know, I that happened to me. I was so far into the game, and now it's like I died because I fell off. Now I have to go back. No skippable cutscenes, and then it was just a whole mess. Like, I'm like, oh gosh, I was so close to beating the game. And chapter four is loaded with wooden beams and pipes that you have to walk on. And that was like another frustration that a lot of players had online. They said players, but I'm sure they're referring to trophy hunters. Yeah. Because that's like one of the areas where you can easily die. And um, yeah, that was like one of my big concerns with that. Oh, shit. How, how long is that speed run? You have an hour, right? Yeah. So you got to do it in under an hour to get the trophy. And when I came to those particular sections in the game, Time was not an issue for me. It was just trying to stay on the beam because there was areas where I took routes that saved me an extra few seconds. So I didn't have to worry about taking my time on those uh, beams. But it was, it was really nerve-wracking to like make sure I didn't fall off because once you get towards the later part of the game, you'll start to see more of those difficult areas you have to walk on. Hmm. How much... like? fudge room did you have i beat it in like 53 or 54 minute minutes okay. overall so i had a lot of time to play with yeah i mean looking at the guide it says that you can even if you're efficient enough try to go for some of the collectibles in this stage because it looks like you have time to do it mm -hmm. um not all of them if you missed a few collectibles it says you can try to go for them but yeah. How, I th how yeah. long was the? How was that compared to <clears throat> Outlast? Ooh, Outlast speed run or was that just a no dying run? It's a no dying run. Oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah. Hmm. But still challenging overall. Yeah. Um, I can see why people like the Dark Souls games, just because of the fact that you die so many times, and that's <laughs> what happened to me. I died a lot. I got pissed off a lot, but you know, I kind of laughed it off afterwards and. I was telling myself, okay, what did I do wrong that time? What can I do different? Um, it's kind of like those things where it's like, okay, now I know why I died. Um, let me see if I try this to see if I can get past this part of the game. And that kind of put into perspective, like, why Dark Souls is so big is, you know, you guys could probably attest to it or, if, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. But that's kind of like what popped into my head when I thought of Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the trial and error gameplay, really. Trial, right? It's so rewarding. Exactly. You know, dying, you know, if you beat a boss first try, it's cool, but it's not as rewarding as if you've died 50 times and then you finally beat it, you know. Um, so, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. And as a call out, the game is on sale right now for the uh, there's a really big sale going on for the end of the year on P on the PlayStation Network. And I think mm -hmm. it's $5 right now. Oh, cool. I would definitely pick it up. It's uh, That's a decent price for this game. Yeah, $5 get, is seems good. Is it for good. the whole game? I'm not, like the DLC? I'm not clear on it, actually, if it if it does or not. Let me let me look real quick. Do, do a live look up, you know? Nice. Uh, $5 is uh, definitely a pickup for this game. Okay, so the complete edition is still $30. But the 
actual the base game is five dollars. Hmm. So the the frustrating I'm... thing would be that the DLCs would still show up on your list and drag down your completion percentage. <laughs> True. Yeah. Yeah, if you don't care for DLCs, I would definitely recommend picking this game up. Yeah. Um yeah, like I said, I, I had a blast with this game. It was cool to play because my wife was with me when I was playing this game every night. Yeah. So she was kind of seeing this twisted world, and you know, she's she's always asked me like, "Why do you play these games?" Like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm just I'm just drawn to these games. Like, I, yeah. I was a big tag guy growing up. Like, I was always playing the guy that I tried to get away, like didn't get tagged. Mm-hmm. So this game had like a bunch of chase scenes. So it's cool to be like chased by these monsters and stuff like that. Yeah. So this game really hit home for me. Um but yeah, this is a great game overall. I will give it like a one out of ten as far as the trophy descriptions go. Okay. Because the trophy descriptions are very cryptic. They don't give you a whole lot of information on what you're supposed to do. Um like like the heart to the court trophy for example the description is what's different about you why are you so brave what what the hell does that mean (laughs) (laughs) yeah like how would you ever get that now i mean i don't know yeah how would you just get that naturally Uh uh-huh and that's the same for all the other trophies but if you play the game enough times and you kind of read the trophy descriptions you'll kind of get an idea of what they're talking about Mm-hmm. But you still won't get a, you know, an idea of like what you're exactly supposed to do to get the trophy. Yeah, interesting. I'm tempted to pick it up, but I just know that I really shouldn't because my backlog is so big already that, you know, I don't need any other things in the mix right now. <laughs> but this end of the year uh, sale, this is always <laughs> where it gets hard. Is like when these games are really severely discounted. Um, another game I think you might really enjoy. We've talked about before, Daryl, is the Evil Within. And that's also on sale right now for five bucks um, and has, you know, four elements. Um, there's a really hard difficulty challenge in there for one of the trophies. There's sections where you just have to run away. So it kind of hits or checks all the boxes for stuff that I think you'd like. Um, the director for the game is Shinji Mikami, who directed uh, Resident Evil remake. So, yeah, it's it's really good as well. Nice. I'll check it out because I have played Evil Within on the Xbox. Yep. I love that game a lot. Yep. And uh, I do have Part Two, the physical copies, so I do hope to get that get to that game one day. Yeah. There you go. Hell yeah! All right. Very good. Well, sounds like you had some some good progress there. Congratulations on that. Very nice. Thank you very much. Uh, for let's see here. For myself, um, I did not platinum Crash Four. It's about time, but I did get to a 71% completion on that game, and that's pretty much where I'm going to leave it for the time being. (laughs) There's uh, a couple more trophies that are silver trophies that would bump me up to like 77% or something that wouldn't be too infuriating, but overall, like everything that's left is like basically 100%ing the levels, which involves getting through them, hitting all the boxes without dying. Uh, getting the fastest speed, uh, speed run in individual level, like speed times for all 43 levels, um, playing the game in inverted mode, which reverses the layout of all the levels, and you have to get all those challenges that I previously mentioned again. And so it's kind of like, eh, I don't really think I'm going to go for it much further than that, because at this point, um, I had a lot of fun with the game, and I don't want to tarnish <laughs> my feelings about mm-hmm. it by forcing myself to go for these things and then just ending up upset about it 
but uh, I, I did really like it. I think it's a lot of fun in terms of comparing it to the original Insane Trilogy. If you thought the trophies in the Insane Trilogy were hard, you don't want to go for this one at all. Um, even in the Crash Bandicoot Reddit, quite a few of like the most intense fans of these games have said that this game is too hard um, and has too much fluff in it. So, for example, the inverted modes where it just like reverses the layout of all the levels, like it's just kind of extra padding and it's not necessary. The game would have been mm. super long anyway without that. And so, again, I just don't think it needed it. But um, I had a great time with it and I would recommend it if you're looking for just like a casual playthrough of a platforming game. I, I did say a couple times to some people in the Discord that like I challenge you to even beat this game. <laughs> <laughs> like j just beat it without even going for some of this stuff because a few of the levels you know thank god they got rid of the lives system like in mario where you would run out of lives and hit game over because some of these levels i think i died upwards of 30 times um just trying to get through the level so let alone like trying to go for all the boxes and trying to do it without dying once i mean that sounds like a that sounds like an infuriating experience right um, all said and done, I ended up with a couple of the silver trophies. I got one of the two gold trophies, which luckily you get a gold for beating the game, which I think that should be uh, standard for all games. Um, and then I got 40 bronze trophies. <laughs> so I got all the bronze trophies in the game. So threw off my ratio there quite a bit. But overall, like I, like I said, I would recommend it. It is fun. Don't go into this thinking that you're going to be able to platinum the game and don't get too cocky like I did, where the first couple worlds in the game, you're like, oh, this isn't too bad. But it, the difficulty really ramps up once you get to, like, the third, fourth, and fifth world. And then by the time you get to the end of the game, you're happy if you can just get to the end of the level, not getting any of the optional gems and the levels. Pretty ridiculous. I think if they do a follow-up to this game, they're going to tune it back a bit. And uh, hopefully, if this same studio, Toys for Bob is the one that's behind the Spyro next game, because I'm sure they're going to do a, a new Spyro game after that remastered trilogy. Hopefully they don't keep it as difficult um, as this was. But Spyro is generally less difficult than Crash anyway, so I don't, I don't think mm -hmm. that'll be an issue. But yeah, other than that, I have a little bit of overlap basically with Daryl and with Eli in the sense that I got the Platinum in Rocket League. There was a day where I probably played like seven hours of Rocket League, which was crazy. Oh. And, and that's the that's the day I got the platinum, and I went for some of the DLC trophies, and same kind of thing with with uh, Nar with Eli, where it was like I got the stocked trophy last, which is for getting 150 items, and I got that pretty much the legit way. I did trade a couple of things to get the car trophy unlocked, but overall, like basically just leveling up and leveling up the rocket pass uh, was how I ended up getting that trophy, and just playing mm -hmm. a lot of the game and going for the challenges. So. I had a lot of fun with it. Um, unlike Rogue Company, which once the majority of us have the Platinum, I'm just going to delete off my console. Uh, Rocket League is going to stay on my console because it's, I think, a fun game to hop into from time to time. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so I, I had a really good experience with that. I thought the base game trophy list is really good. There's a bit of a grind there, but my total playtime is still only like 21 or 22 hours on that game. So if you consider you know, a 20 something hour platinum from multiplayer game. That's not bad at all. Rogue company. I'm already at 23, 24, 23 hours, something like that. And still need 46 wins. So that game is going to end up being 
probably closer to 45 to 50 hours all said and done. Yeah, but not really too much else to add on those two multiplayer games. Uh, my plan next is I was going to hop into Miles Morales, which I've purchased. Um, that's, I think, like a 15-hour to 20-hour Platinum experience. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I was going to hop into it this week, but that fucking the Rogue Company wins are just hanging over my head. And I really want to get that game knocked out before I jump into something else. Because I, I have too many... I have too many little things, like too many cooks in the kitchen here almost, where it's like I've started little, or not little nightmares, uh, the Blackout Club with one mm. of my friends. I've done a couple Diablo sessions with some other people, work, and then was working on, you know, Rogue Company, Rocket League, like all these multiplayer games, Crash 4 um, as well. So I kind of just want to finish a couple more things on the list, clean up my dashboard, and then go from there. So that's the plan, get, in, get into Miles Morales, and then hopefully get into Final Fantasy VII Remake not too long after that as we approach the end of December. So, yeah, I don't have a whole lot of progress necessarily this week, but a little quick update for everybody. I am on my, let me see here. Oh, of course, my fucking screen goes away. One second, please. One second, please. Going to look at my oh, overall please. trophies. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, so I have now 3,001 trophies. So I finally crossed the 3,000 mark on total trophies. And trophy level of 323, 68% of the way to 324 because the levels don't really matter that much anymore. <laughs> but mm -hmm. the, the way it's going to work out is that hopefully FF7 Remake will be my 40th Platinum, which I'm pretty excited about because 38 will be Rogue Company, 39 will be Miles Morales, and then 40 will be FF7. So, nice. yeah, it's going to end up being pretty good. And, uh, yeah, at some point I'll get Diablo, I think, as well because if you're playing it, Eli, and still playing it with my friends and there's a there's a world where i don't have to grind it out by myself then that's preferable you know speaking of these trophy levels how many you have three thousand trophies how many platinums did you say 30 i have 30 i have 37 right now oh perfect i have 47 and i only have two thousand trophies see and i'm level 317 yeah so, so... you pretty close for like mm -hmm. 10 platinums are equaling a close to a thousand trophies yep yeah almost because, I mean, Crash Bandicoot didn't help my ratios at all, but I have 2,111 bronze trophies. I have 638 silvers, 215 golds, and 37 platinums. So okay. Rogue Company is going to help out the golds a bit because I have three more gold trophies to get on there. So that'll be nice. But, yeah. Interesting. And uh, I want to point out Rocket League. I'm getting really frustrated with the DLC. Oh, not really frustrated. A little bit annoyed. Yeah. Because me and Slugger7 from the Discord tried to trade the Ion Boost or the Halo Topper that you need for a trophy where you have to, called Metaverse mm -hmm. in the Drop Shot, drop shot DLC, uh, where you have to equip one of those two items and win a match on the Starbase ARC. And yeah, it was an untradeable item. I've never even played that map. Mm. I've, well, I've played it in custom games with my son, but okay. Uh, like, I can't. Am I not gonna be able to get that? I tried to look it up, and people say it's like pretty rare to get now. It's one of those items you got in one of the first uh, seasons. Yeah, I got it as a legacy game. reward, but I can't trade yeah. it to you. Yeah, right. So I might be SOL on that bronze. Uh, might well, be the only one. <laughs> and the aerial goal. <laughs> 
I'm getting that. There'll be a video for that. <laughs> I'm going to do a video on that aerial goal. Hopefully that'll be the last one I need. I still need uh, 18 drop shot goals and to win a game that I'm behind in on uh, on hoops on hoops and that's that's it and then it's an aerial goal dang you're getting so close and then the ion boost but yeah and then the fucking unlock unlockable one yeah i did like that a lot of the dlc lists for that game had relatively easy gold and silver trophies in it too so mm -hmm. you could boost your percentage like i i don't know i'll get some of them over time but like right now i'm at 75 percent overall for the game mm -hmm. and a couple of the dlcs i don't even have like 50 percent in so pretty pretty like reasonable overall yeah yeah i haven't played i haven't like gone for the trophies they've just i just play a lot yep. so those yep. are the last three i need i'm at 96 percent. so it's played a bunch it's a pretty easy list you're coming along my friend yeah very good very good well that'll pretty much do it for me in terms of updates on on progress you know again hopefully some new games to discuss here after i knock out rogue company but everyone, I would encourage you to check out that end of the year sale that's going on right now, too. It'll keep going for a couple more weeks, but lots of good deals on there. So if there's something you've been looking to get, like, for example, not that I'm going to get it, but Death Stranding is down to $20, which I think is a pretty reasonable deal for that game, considering it's not even that old and it's a Kojima game. Good luck on the trophy list for that, though, if you're going to go for it. <laughs> and um, yeah. So where can people find you guys at? Give us a little spiel on, you know, your socials, kind of what you've been up to, and uh, we'll, we'll close out after that. Uh, I'm Narshur13 uh, on PSN, which I play some Diablo, Rocket League. I'm also Narshur13 everywhere else, Steam, Epic Games, uh, your social media of choice. I'm on there, Twitch, what is that, Instagram and Twitter, Twitch and YouTube. Check out the YouTube for the new Hellpoint video, and uh, I'll probably be streaming some Diablo in the coming coming weeks and months, maybe even a year. Who knows how long that game will take? <laughs> <laughs> nice, Daryl. What about you, my friend? Find me at Twitch, Instagram at the Tall Simone Guy. Hope to see you around. There you go. You can find me on YouTube at CK Present, um, and I'm on PSN at CK Present. My uh steam and xbox names are flag cap f-l-a-g-c-a-p an allusion to my uh gamer tag when i was doing competitive halo but you know a couple couple different names there so sorry for the confusion and um again just a reminder go and check out the exclusive holiday merch that's up for trophy talk podcast we would love to see you sporting some of that gear and additionally uh make sure to leave us some reviews or comments on itunes if you're listening on apple Podcasts or itunes same with soundcloud you know we'd love to hear your feedback and also it just helps the show grow if you leave some ratings and comments so thank you all very much for listening we hope you enjoyed episode 21 of the show and we hope that you have a safe december we'll talk to you soon the the merch is a smoking oh. deal by the way oh it is a smoking deal okay i said it's goodbye and you, just, you scared me dude scared the, me with that. the mug and the hoodie are, <laughs> are cheaper than a hoodie so dang yeah look at that value it's a little uh quite the deal indeed indeed check it out people check it out we'll catch you next time take care ghost